0: Hey, everybody, this is Tom Singer. It is Thanksgiving week, and I hope that you have lots of things to be thankful for. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens to cool things entrepreneurs do. So this week, instead of two episodes, we're going to release seven episodes. That's one show every day for all of Thanksgiving week. I hope you enjoy Thank you for tuning in. We're having a lot of fun talking to some really cool entrepreneurs in a lot of different industries who are doing fun things and are out there every day fighting the good fight. That's one thing with this show I've really tried to do is not just interview like the famous people who are out there totally crushing it every single day and making lots of money and and hugely famous, but also I want to talk to real people who are out there making a difference and contributing to society and earning a living and supporting their families and really living their dreams, and that's what we're going to do, hopefully, with most of these shows. So if you've had a chance to listen to some of the other episodes, I appreciate you coming back. If this episode is the first one that you've been to, well, welcome. We hope that you have a good time. We have a really nice interview scheduled here. We're going to have some fun talking to Judy Holler in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing. New Year Publishing executive press division specializes in assisting CEOs entrepreneurs and other executives in producing high-quality books and other industry focused publications that enhance the brand of the author and their company and you can find out more information at newyearpublishing.com so today we have with us Judy Holler and she is an expert in professional branding and she works in the hospitality industry however you know, this is the most fun part of this whole podcast is when I interview people who I know, and I've known Judy for a few years through Meeting Professionals International through MPI, I get to learn things about them that I never knew before. It says in her bio that Judy is a professional improviser and that she is a graduate of Second City, Chicago. How cool is that? I didn't know I had a friend who who was a graduate of Second City. That's fantastic. And what she's done is taken her love of these two things, branding and improvisation and she's mashed them together in something she calls brand prov and she'll talk a little bit about that but that is taking the blend of personal branding with the skills learned in improv theater to help people think on their feet and create a life they love and as I said she works in and around the hospitality industry where she started working when she was 13 years old how many of us started working at 13 so I want to learn a little bit about what she was doing back then she also sits on the board of the Chicago Area Chapter of Meeting Professionals International, and she's currently the president-elect. So I am really excited to have her on the show because one of the things I know from working in the meetings industry is the people who work in and around the events and meetings and convention world are some of the best entrepreneurs in the world because you've got to work hard, you got to think on your feet, and you got to be creative. So Judy, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, it's so great to be here. And Tom, I'm so excited about your podcast. How cool are you? I love it. Congrats.
0: Well, it, we're having a lot of fun and, and I, this, this will air, this will go live in several weeks. But today we're sitting at number two on the careers list on all of iTunes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we're ranking so high, but we are having, we're having a lot of fun. And I think it's because we're talking to, to guests like you who are real people who are out there fighting the good fight every day.
1: I love it. Well, cheers to you. Keep going, and I'm, I'm honored to be here.
0: Well, great. Well, Judy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your business and how you got started?
1: Yeah, sure. So I really work as a trainer and a coach speaking in the hospitality industry on the brand framework that I've created. So it's all about showing people how powerful a strong personal brand can be, what you can do to turn up the volume on your brand right now, and that really you're braver than you think. So I weave into my sessions, personal stories, uh, we run some hands-on activities, and then I also do live improv so I can really teach and show the framework. So I guess it's personal branding with a twist.
0: Well, I love that, that you are braver than you think. I mean, that's great advice for anybody in any industry, right?
1: Oh, my gosh, absolutely. We... We get in our own heads, and especially, you know, with entrepreneurs, whether you're an entrepreneur or just a person in life, we are our own worst enemies, and we can easily get in our heads, and really, it's all about teaching folks that you can really do anything you want to do. You just got kind of to get out of your own
0: way. So it said in your bio that you started working at age 13. I don't think a lot of us, especially today's kids, start working that, that early. What were you doing at 13 years old?
1: Yeah, no, I, um, I got a worker's permit. I'll never forget it. My mom made me go get a worker's permit, and she put me to work, that's for sure. And it ended up being one of the best gifts of my life. So we had a family friend that had a deli at the time, Vans Deli in St. Ann, Missouri. And I worked at the deli and just kind of did odd jobs around the deli. It was fun. I got, you know, free French dip sandwiches and chips and the big dill pickles, and it just was so fun to be 13 running around a deli. However, they also had a catering company and I was able to go out as I got older on these catering jobs and work weddings and serve the muscacholi, which was a thing in St. Louis, and really be around the environment of event, of events, and it really was how I got my first taste of what it means to really be of service to people, and, and I was hooked, and it went on from there to, you know, bussing tables and washing dishes to waiting, you know, waiting tables, I think I might have said that, and then bartending eventually, and then now here I am in the event industry on a, a different side, so it really did start at 13 for me.
0: So you worked for companies and 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 then one day you decided you were going to launch out on your own how did that come about
1: yeah well so it's interesting it kind of just happened you know i'm a natural born hustler i've always been really creative and really driven and i've always dreamed of kind of doing something with a bigger purpose you know to give back some to people which um to give back so much of what has helped me live my dreams. And I feel like really, honestly, it's our responsibility on this planet to share what we know, you know, to teach, to help people live a better life. So, you know, I have this passion for sharing, but I also have this passion for the hospitality industry, which is where I've built my career and my brand to what it is today. So I started really collecting data and studying the patterns in my life and then put it all together into a framework that is teachable and usable for hospitality professionals who want to succeed today and in the future and in our in our really unique marketplace
0: so like i said in the intro i really do believe that people in the events business really are entrepreneurial whether they're working for a hotel or an event planner or a catering company i think that in order to successfully plan these amazing events that so many people attend without ever giving sort of a second thought to everything that happens on the back end to create these conferences and these other types of meetings. I really think that you have to have sort of that entrepreneurial mindset. What do you find when you're out training people?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you just nailed it right there. I mean, you know, we deal with so many different – personalities and things that are thrown at us every five seconds and I guess everybody who is a a professional and and just in life that's going to happen and event professionals are really unique because you're right there are so many things being thrown at them and they're most importantly managing so many different personalities so you know it's really important that they have this sort of entrepreneurial spirit if you will and really being the CEO of who you are and taking that super seriously will make you stand out you know so it's all about finding You know, people are always curious about finding unique ways to connect with their clients, finding unique ways to stand out to their leadership, finding unique ways to retain business, um, and finding unique ways to just really be unique and memorable and create essentially job security and longevity in this business. And so people are always hungry for that sort of information. So that's a lot of what I work on is really helping people build that platform and find ways to stand out. Out in a really crowded, noisy life and marketplace.
0: Well, and we had talked earlier about, you know, people being braver than they think. I, I see the difference mm. when I work with meeting organizers because I speak at, I think I spoke at over 50 conferences this year or at least 50 different audiences. And one of the things is the organizers who are really the risk takers, who are really the ones who are thinking outside of the box saying, you know, let's make this session different or let's let's try a different type of speaker. I find those people are really brave and then, of course, there are people who aren't as brave who who want to make everything just like it was last year. They take the agenda from the year before and, and, and like it to look very similar the next year because it had worked. What do you find when you're teaching people? Does the improv training that you do help people get from maybe the safety zone to the I can try that zone?
1: Oh, totally, 100%. I think people get up there and they realize like, oh, I just did that. Or they'll hear my story and go, well, she has a similar background and she came from this and if she can do that, maybe I can do that. So yeah, I think it's absolutely inspiring and motivating. Improv absolutely changed my life. So I go I go out and I teach people how I've used the skills in improv in my hospitality career and how it's really opened incredible doors. But I love what you touched on about the sort of meeting planners out there who, and hospitality professionals. professionals and event professionals out there who take those risks because that's how you get noticed. That's how you build a brand and a platform that really is recognizable. I mean, it is so easy to stay stuck and the same and to, to not fly high uh, close to the sun. And, you know, we get so nervous about being uncomfortable. And really in life, it's all about being uncomfy. You have to get uncomfortable and you have to take those risks or you'll stay stuck and you'll stay the same and you'll stay safe and Life will be flashing before your eyes before you know it and you'll wake up one day and go, oh my God, you know, so it's about now and it's about taking those risks because that is really truly how you get noticed and really how you end up creating a life that blows your mind and improv can walk people right into that.
0: So you've been doing this for how many years now?
1: So uh, the brand prob is a brand new concept, actually, that I've just developed over the last, oh, I would say five, six months, but I've been working with hospitality professionals in a speaking and training and coaching capacity, oh, oh it'll be two years in January of 15, so it's, it's a new endeavor for me.
0: So in that two years since you, you went off on your own into that coaching and, and training sort of mentality and, and lifestyle, what has really been the aha, wow, I like working for myself moments that you've had?
1: Well, I love this question. So, uh, number one, I love steering the ship. I love being, this is so cheesy, but I love being the captain of my destiny, you know, the captain of my success, the captain of my income levels and my future. Uh, so that's number one. I love steering the ship. And, you know, I love how different every day is. It, is. it is different every day. But I also really, really love, the last thing I have to say is that I love that I get to pick who I work with. You know, I don't have to settle for anything less than what I desire. So I get to work on projects and with companies that match up with my dreams and my goals and my desires. And that to me, that right there, that's the
0: American dream. So what do you maybe not like quite as much? What <laughs> makes you go, Ugh, I kind of wish I had that steady paycheck?
1: Oh totally yeah uh, well that uh, uncertainty not knowing where the next opportunity or the next um, you know maybe paycheck or, or whatever it may be you, the uncertainty is definitely tough and that's why being an entrepreneur really requires a tough mind a lot of hustle and just a lot of heart to go along with it but I would say for me the time balance is tough for me especially if you're working a full-time job in a career um, while you know building your passion you know it's it really requires a lot of early mornings, late nights, weekends. I mean, I worked all this past week and I worked all weekend on a big project that I'm in the middle of. So, while a lot of people are out having brunch and doing all of these things, you know, there's a part of me that I'll get a little jealous, but then I'll go, no, this is it, you know, and I just I just buckle down and I hustle and I create. So, it requires a lot of time balance and you have to sacrifice and it can be tough sometimes because I miss out on a lot of a lot of things, you know, um, because I, I am building right now with a full-time job.
0: So you have uh, volunteered a lot with Meeting Professionals International. You're the president-elect of your chapter in the Chicago area. How important do you think it is for people who are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial to be involved with trade associations in their in their area of business?
1: Oh, I love that you just asked me this question. I, For me, it has been outside of just my natural-born hustle and my drive and and you know the persistence that I have and the consistency that I have that I think you need to have to make it as an entrepreneur, no matter what you do, you have to find a way to get noticed in this noisy world. And by building a platform, and I love, I don't know if any of your readers or listeners, rather, listen to Michael Hyatt and his podcast, but he's been a great mentor for me and his book platform is just incredible. Uh, but it really is all about leading and finding ways to get noticed. And for me in the hospitality profession, leading within Meeting Professionals International and and really using that as a platform for me has been a game changer. First of all, it's allowed me to, A, get noticed, right? It allows me to meet a lot of people and move around and lead and do great things for the chapters I'm involved with. It also lets me try things on. It lets me take risks. It allows me to pick myself and try new things on that I would have never tried in my full-time job. So I've Planned conferences. I've had got to speak on stage. I, you know, sat on a board. I'm now president. I've. Um managed a te- technology membership, com- you technology know, conference. I've studied membership data. I've worked on retention. I've you know worked with nonprofits. So I think of all the different committees and things I've been able to do with an MPI and it's really allowed me to grow my skill set, get noticed, and really sit, you know, have a bigger and a, a bigger seat at the table as a hospitality professional because now I'm invested in a way that not a lot of people are because I take it that seriously. So it's you know it gives you different conversations with your customers because you do have a different seat at the table. You lead you within an organization, and it just grows your skill set and gives you tons of confidence. And let, let me tell you, um, I've made some of my best friends through the organization as well, so that's just like the icing on the cake. So it is, without a doubt, um, an incredible tool in personal branding and platform building, uh, hands down.
0: Well, and I'm a real big believer that no matter what industry you're in, if I always tell people, because I'm really involved with both my local MPI chapter and also with the National Speakers Association, both on a local and a national level, and I get people all the time who are like, why would you donate your time and why would you pay the money for the dues and go to these meetings, you know, because – you know there's so many other things you could be doing that is revenue generating and I always tell people that first of all I'm a joiner, right? So if I was a if I was a locksmith, I would be a member of the National Locksmiths Association. Because <laughs> totally. I just I just really think that you have to be engaged in your industry because not only do you learn and you make great friendships, but you also get to give back and train and teach and help. But like on the mm-hmm. MPI side I have found the people in MPI to be some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. So when I talk to other people in our industry and, you know, I think everybody who touches events is an event professional. Sometimes people tell Mm -hmm. me, well, I don't know if a speaker is an event professional, but I think the speakers, the caterers, the hoteliers, everyone, not just the organizers. I think everyone who touches an event is really an event prof. and. As I, as I think about this, it's one of those things that I, I think my career is better. I think I'm a better speaker for my audiences because MPI has embraced me and let me be part of, of that family.
1: Oh, you, you you nailed it. And here's another edge for you as someone who speaks professionally. You, you get to meet meeting planners and learn from a different point of view what it means for them to hire a speaker, to you know, what a successful speaker looks like, what it means to them and their bottom line and to their leadership. So really understanding what the meeting planner, the risk they put out there when they hire a speaker and being able to really tune into that and to touch on that makes you the superstar because you've made them the superstar and the meeting planners are like the unsung heroes of these massive conferences so really you have an edge because you're now working alongside a meeting planner so you'll be able to really um, <clears throat> blow their minds more than you ever would have because you're really going to understand what they need and uh, so yeah I mean meeting professionals and event profs Or you are you're right it's everybody that touches that event and speakers and trainers and all the people the AV every. Thing. It's all included in that
0: bubble, and and I've found at least within this industry, it's it's very sort of open arms. It's very welcoming. I've I've mm. spoken for like at the chapter business summit. I think is where I met you a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then like I think seven or eight chapters have invited me to different parts of the country to come and address their chapters. So I just have seen such a, a, a variety of really cool people in this industry, and it's always kind of a big warm big warm nest of friends in in the thing. So I encourage everybody you know, whatever your industry is, is, is to go out and get involved. So Judy, what what advice do you have for somebody who says, I, I want to go work for myself. I think what Judy's doing and how she is the captain of her own ship, I think that's really appealing. What advice do you have for them?
1: Well, a few things. Uh, You've got to be a hustler. It's hard work and you have to be ready for it. You know, if it was easy, and I think about this all the time, it's such a, you know, cliche quote, but if it was easy, everybody would do it. And it's so true because it is not easy. And like this whole weekend when I just stayed in and worked, I I just kept thinking that if it was easy, everybody would be doing this, you know, and um, you've got to be able to hustle. And that's number one. Um, also, you've got to be really consistent. You know, I think that that really rules my ship. He's my, my co-pilot, if you will, on that st- ship I steer because um, consistency is everything. And if you want to... If you want to be seen and you want to build a platform and you want to be someone who's recognized for something, you just can't put a blog post out there or tweet every now and then and, you know, hope people catch on. I mean, you've really got to gotta put in the work. You've got to do the work and you've got to be consistent. So you've got to be doing something on a regular basis so that when, you know, the goal is for when people hear my name, they think brand prop, they think personal branding, they think improv, whatever it may be. I want them to think of me. And that all happens over time and consistency and really doing committed work. Um, The other thing I would say, if you can do it, don't quit your day job. Don't quit your job Build slowly. It's a lot easier to build something when you have money coming in rather than being panicked to kind of pay your bills and feed your family. So, a lot of times entrepreneurs will fall into what they're doing full time because something dramatic will happen. And, and I love that story, too. I think that's amazing. I think that's the hustle but behind entrepreneurship, you know, and, and really, you know, being all in on it. But if you have a job and it's a job you really like and you're doing something you love, you know, find a way to make it happen. And save some money, and 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 don't quit the job, and build slowly if you can, uh, because I think that really helps. So
0: well, and I think that's, um, And lastly, oh, I was oh, going to say, sorry, I go think, ahead, No, I was going to say, I think that's good advice because the one thing I've learned doing this for five and a half years full time is that it's always going to take longer to build than you think it is.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So having that security and a job, you know, especially if it's a job you really enjoy and you're able to do it in, in on your mornings, your lunch breaks, your weekends, then do it, you know, without a doubt. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm just going to go all in and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to quit and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. And, and that's amazing. I admire that. But I think if you can do it, do it. It's a lot less stressful, you know. <laughs> and then the other thing I would say to new entrepreneurs is you really got to know what the resistance is. And once I started learning about what the resistance was, it was like a game changer in my personal life and my business life. And Stephen Pressfield writes great books on this topic. Most of your audience probably has heard about him, especially if they're entrepreneurs. But if Stephen Pressfield, Do the Work and War of Art, two books that are manifestos. I think they're life manifestos, and it really covers fear and the resistance and what it means uh, to, to, to hit those roadblocks every day in our, our work and our professional and our personal life. So knowing what the resistance is and being able to fight it is is a game changer because then you have – you know then you have a set of uh, tools and skills that you can go out there and and really just push forward rather than getting beaten down by by the resistance so that that is that is what i would say to somebody new
0: well, you bring up Stephen Pressfield and actually I'm trying to think my, my rack my brain I think another one of his books is Going Pro is that the correct name oh, of it. Oh, love that. Yes, I have that too. So that is like a life-changing book and in there he oh. talks about the fact that you know when you're when you're working as an entrepreneur or an artist or or whatever oh, yeah. you know at the end of the day you can be a, an amateur and a part-timer or you can be a professional and if you look at you know a professional baseball player they live an entirely different life than someone who goes and plays in a pickup league on Saturdays. And it, if you want to be a pro, you've got to live like a pro. And I think, Steve, when you bring Thank up you. Steven pro- Pressfield, all of his stuff is so inspirational for entrepreneurs. Oh,
1: it's just, it's game-changing. They're life manifestos. I give them away as gifts and send them to clients. I mean, I, anybody that I think is trying to do something to better their life, they, they need to read these books because that's when the resistance shows up. So I totally agree with you. Perfect example this weekend, I thought about that too. I'm like, I'm going, pro- I'm a pro. I'm a pro. So I could, I could this weekend go out and make bad choices. Right. And I could blow off the work I need to do, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do the work and I'm going pro on this because that's the level I want to play at. So, um, those books, I, I would have not thought that way had I not been inspired by Stephen Pressfield and his work. So every entrepreneur listening to this, if you have not read Stephen Pressfield, <laughs> run and get his work.
0: So, Judy, we could talk about you and the fantastic things you're doing all day long, and I'm sure everybody would like that because you're absolutely delightful. However, (laughs) I think that the best entrepreneurs are also observers. So who do you see out there who's doing something where you say, he or she, that is cool what they're doing?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love this. Totally. Um, well, besides you and this cool podcast, I think that is so awesome and really, really cool. So I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, the, other, the other thing that kind of catches my eye, there is a company called The Meeting Pool. It is a tech company for event professionals and my friend Zalia El Ghazar is the owner and creator of that company. And she does this really cool event. It's called Wine and Apps. And she does these events in different cities. So they have, you know, they're little like intimate hands on training. So what she'll do is she'll she'll have everybody buys their own wine, but she provides the venue, which she's probably got partnerships, and the apps. Not just the food apps, but also the tech apps. So it's kind of this like twenty 30-person intimate mashup of just the cool tech apps that are out there for event professionals. And she does them in different cities. And I just think it's so cool and so creative and really fun and not Super intense, you know. You don't have to commit to this big, long um, seminar sort of deal. They're just these hour and a half long sessions. So it's networking, it's learning, and it's just a really catchy name. So it's really inspiring to me because I think, oh, how can I kind of, how can I kind of come up with something like that that would make sense for brand pro? So it's just, I thought that was really fun and maybe worth sharing. So
0: well, it's 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 learning and there's wine. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> And it's in this (laughs) line. Let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) It's just such a good idea. I just think it's great. So her company's called The Meeting Pool and uh, just really innovative stuff.
0: Well, and I think it's great when when we ourselves are tuned in to observe what other people are doing. Like you said, you can see an idea and think, wow, how can I take that and and twist it and not copy or steal it, but sort of twist it and and make it my own. But also maybe sharing what you just shared just did that for a listener. They're like, oh, my gosh, I could do that with this type of an event. So. I
1: love it. It's all about that inspiration, you know. It, copying is doing the exact same thing in the exact same way and stealing someone's content, which is no, no, bad, bad, right? But it's also how can I, how can we take inspiration? One of my favorites out there is a woman named Marie Forleo. She is fabulous. I am obsessed with her Marie TV channel and just think she's an incredible. Um, she's just incredible at what she does, and she's she really works to help entrepreneurs. And um, she really inspired my show on Holla TV, and I do a whole show called the Brand show now every week and my blog has gone video. And really, I, I have been inspired by her to, to have the guts to go do that. So no one's just going to give me a video show. No one's going to give me a TV channel. I had to pick myself. I had to say, you know what? No, I'm going to create my own channel and I'm going to do it. And it really goes back to that idea of picking yourself, with the, which is a great concept co- coined by uh, Seth Godin, who is another one of my favorites. But um, so, yeah, so- you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's awesome to be inspired by
0: people. It turns out you were braver than you thought, and you're able to go start I your was TV I braver channel. than
1: I thought, and every week I'm like, you know, maybe with your podcast you do the same thing. You think, okay, well, let's just figure this out and see what happens, and you know, you, some people it's going to resonate with, and some people it won't, but the point is, is to not let any of that hold you back, to push forward, because not everybody's going to like everything you do, and you just got to push forward and, and get your fuel from the people um, whose lives you are changing, because you are, and, and that's that right there is motivating.
0: And then what I do with this show is is I listen to every episode after I do the interview and I listen for ways I can make it better with both the equipment and the sound which I will tell you starting a podcast that has been the hardest part because I'm not a technical mm. guy was totally getting the sound right and, and understanding how to use you know all of the equipment and the recorders and things like that but then also finding ways to, to get the right guests and get them to open up and share and give inspirational ideas every single time I just want the show just to get a little bit better and hopefully mm. the people who listen you know Well, you know, if they started at episode one, they will say when they get to episode 22, 23, wow, you you know, the improvement. I actually started the show. I was at the National Speakers Association and I was in a session and I think it might have been a gentleman named Ed Robinson. He's on the board of NSA was doing a session and one of the things he suggested was go out and interview 50 people and he had sort of a purpose for it. But then he also said, you know, if you go out and interview 50 people after you've done that, you're just going to be smarter and better and more inspired and I was going to do it on my blog. I was going to do like written interviews, go meet with people and then kind of write it up. And, yeah. all, and all of a sudden I kind of got the, the podcast bug and this 50 interviews is, you know, probably going to grow into hundreds and hundreds of interviews. And hopefully both me and people who listen will gain inspiration and get better from it because when we learn from other people, we can't walk away being the same way we were before.
1: No, a hundred percent. I love that you just said all this. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, first of all, you sound like you, you you were born for radio. By the way, you're really good.
0: Well, when, um, when, I, when I started,
1: it's, it's a special gift. You know, I, it's one thing to be on camera, but to be on the radio, you really got to be able to translate. And I think you're doing a great
0: job. Well, thank you. When I started, my wife works from home also, and so she's a couple of rooms away, where at the computer mm-hmm. working. She runs an association, and she was in there working away and. Uh, the first few episodes I did, she would come in and go, you know, are you open to feedback? Cause you know, she doesn't want to hurt my ego or be mean or anything. And I'm like, of course, honey. And she's like, you're radio, Tom. And so I guess when I would start, I'd be like, "Hello and welcome to cool things entrepreneurs do." <laughs> Hello, yeah. like maybe just.
1: Oh, I'm learn. sure I even have my weird Judy radio voice on right now. It's like you know, you just it changes a little bit. Like I even look at when I do my show, my brand prop show, and, and it's like you know, I have that you know, I just it's that Judy voice that comes on when you know you go live, and it's just it's great. But um, I love what you said about um, how someone gave you the advice to call 50 people. I think that's big for entrepreneurs too because. when 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 I uh, first started out, I went to actually, like I had mentioned, Marie Forleo, one of just my favorites, 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 and I went to her B school, which is a marketing school for entrepreneurs, and one of the very first pieces of advice she gave is she goes, go out and interview 50 people. Maybe it was 30, I don't know, but it was in that range. And she goes, go, go out and talk to 50 people that are doing what you want to do. They're playing at a level you want to play, out, play at. And tell me, you were one of my calls. And you remember, we had a great call and you gave me some great advice. And we just kind of mashed up and we really started to kind of build our relationship to where it's the point now where I'm uh, honored to be on your podcast. But well, you And we're, and we're
0: friends. friends. Now, now I to think to we're it. friends, right. That's exactly right.
1: A hundred percent. But I had to the best to call you and to have... The guts to ask you questions, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'll answer this, or you know. But what do I have to lose, right? And if I do, and she made the point, she's like, you know, if you want to be a business owner and you want to make anything happen in your life, you have to be cool with getting uncomfortable. Like you have to make the tough call, and if you can't do that, then you might want to rethink what you're doing. So um, that was a game changer for me because I not only learned a million things, I made some phenomenal connections, and you know, you can get business out of that. You you now have people who will be on your shows and can refer you to clients. I mean, I got two jobs out of just making calls to speakers, and they went, oh, I had no idea, so maybe you might work for this group. You know what I mean? Um, So I love that you said that, and that's one for the entrepreneurs to write down who are just starting out. Call call people um, and it's it's worth it it can change your life
0: well I'm happy that you bring up the fact that you know you kinda didn't know who I was very well we would met at a conference and and you called and set up a time to just ask me a bunch of questions about the speaking side of the business and and things like that because I always try to make myself available to people it's one of the ways I like to give back is so many people mm-hmm. did that for me and yet there's a lot of sort of quote-unquote gurus out there who have podcasts or their speakers or they write books and they won't take calls from people. They have layers of things. They're like, oh, I'm just too busy. I don't know how many calls these people are getting because maybe I just haven't reached that level of fame. But I don't get, I mean, I get several, but I don't get that many. And sometimes I have to put people off because I'm traveling. Hey, can we do the call in two weeks or whatever? But, and I I sometimes have to remind them, please, you know, stay on top of me because maybe, you know, them interviewing me isn't going to be my top priority when I get off an airplane. But if, if they remind me, I, I want to do that because so many people did it for me. I I talked to so many people when I started off as a speaker who were just like, of course we will give you the time. Let's go have a cup of coffee. And sometimes people are totally. really big telling people, oh, you've got to protect your time from these people who want to suck your brain or pick your brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And while I guess there's a level when your phone is ringing and three people a day want you, But, you know, even for me, I I was thinking the other day, I don't get 300 people a year. But if one person a day wanted to chat with me for 20 minutes, I would say yes. And I mean, I guess if if I got famous and that tripled or quadrupled or, you know, I became some sort of a, you know, person with everybody wanted to do it, I'd have to come up with parameters. But I want to always be able to give back and serve. And I think most people out there do. So when you pick up the phone in your example and call people, you were like, oh, I don't know if they'll take the call. I bet you found... Almost everybody said yes.
1: Yeah, people that I, I, I was shocked at some of the calls that were answered, which is great, which is rich. And then there were some that, you know, were disappointing, but that just reminds you that that's life, you know? But I think when we give, we get tenfold, and that's what it's all about. So I, I agree with your philosophy, but I also think for the entrepreneur right now listening to this thinking, ooh, maybe I should start making some calls. Never forget to be the person that, they want to pick up the phone when you call it all goes back to the fundamentals of energy and being someone who who gets it and is it is is someone that you know your calls are answered because you get it you're in tune you have good energy you show up in life and also you've done your homework like do your homework don't just call someone and say I want to pick your break. like a you know or an email you know get an appointment on the calendar but definitely have clear objectives and know that you've done your research on the person that you're you know here's why here's why I want to talk to you you know so be really smart and craft your your request in an appropriate way and you'll really get some good responses but be someone that people want to talk to bottom line you know that's what it goes back to is that good energy people want to help people they like
0: Well, and you do have good energy, so I have a question. How do you give back to the greater good? Because, again, much like I think entrepreneurs are great observers, I also think the best entrepreneurs are givers. So I I can Mm -hmm. tell just from chatting with you that you have a giver's soul. What are some of the things you do?
1: Well, outside of my weekly givings of the Brand Prof Show, which is uh, so exciting to be able to produce that every week and really to to help people think differently, um, I... It's funny you you mention this because I am actually in the process of kind of thinking about what's next for me in that area. And I can't wait to build my business to the level where I'm able to really partner with something I believe in. And this time of year kind of always that really, really drives that home for me um, because I, you know, I, like I said, when we give, we get bottom line and I'm a direct example of this. You know, my family growing up, we had many years of struggle and I was on the other end of many holiday helps. you know, many Christmases where, presents were delivered or the turkey was left on our, our front our front porch. So this time of year, yes, I sit here today and I'm blessed and I work hard and I have a great career and I've made it to the other side. But it's always really bittersweet for me because um, I know that there are a lot of people this time of year where this is really hard and they go without and they see the lights and the decorations and the cheer and the, the houses with the that are warm with lights on and people in there having parties, you know, and the laughter—it's—it's—it stings for them. And so I, I—I I think maybe someday when I'm I'm ready to partner with something, that'll be the direction I go in my business because I—I just, you know, it's always something that you know has pulled at my heartstrings because I can relate and I've been there. Um, but in the meantime, my involvement with MPI in Chicago uh, is really a great way for me to give. Give back and we partner currently with the Knight Ministry, which is an incredible organization helping homeless people find housing. So that's the way I'm able to scratch my give back itch right now, um, and then I look to the future to really find what that's going to be uh, for me in my business so that I can help people really uh, move through the holidays a little easier when, when it can be tough. For, so for a lot of folks.
0: So if you have an opportunity, go back and listen to episode one of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. My guest Brian okay. Brian Manell he volunteers at the holidays for an Austin-based charity, but I think they might be going national called Operation Turkey, and it was actually founded by his business partner in the startup that they have like seven or eight years ago. Because at the end of dinner, he had an extra meal and he brought it out and gave it to a homeless guy who hadn't eaten in two days. And he thought, you know, everybody's got extra meals. So the next year, he got a bunch of his friends to take their leftovers and go out with them. And now they actually get kitchens from restaurants that are closed on Thanksgiving. And they actually cook turkeys and feed thousands of homeless people a full-fledged Thanksgiving dinner. And so if you go back and listen to the story about Operation Turkey, that might be something that will really resonate with you.
1: Oh, thanks for the recommendation. I will. How cool is that? I love it. I love it.
0: So, Judy, first of all, i got to tell you, this has been the longest episode that I've recorded since we started the show. Because No, it's a compliment because we're just having such a great chat. I I always tell people that I want the show to be like, you know, I'm sitting in a bar having a beer or sitting across the kitchen table with someone. And I think that's what our our conversation has been like. And if one of the listeners or many of the listeners said, wow, I want to know more about Judy Holler, how do they find you?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Well, they would. Mm. Number one, go to my website. I'm at com and I spell my name with an I. So it's J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com. Um, I'm also really active on Twitter. You can find me there. I'm on Facebook. I have a fan page, Judy Holler slash holla productions and then of course you can just put my name in the search fu- search function of youtube and i have a whole youtube channel holla tv and i run my brand show there amongst other really fun stuff so um, a few ways to connect with me and boy it would be an honor
0: well this has been a great a great conversation so if you've really enjoyed listening to judy send her a tweet and tell her hey i really liked hearing you on cool things podcast and uh... you can connect with me tom singer at my website uh... TomSinger.com you also uh, can find us on Facebook we have a Facebook page for cool things entrepreneurs do and you can find me on Twitter at TomSinger or at CoolPodcast either way you can can connect with us there if you really like the show jump over to iTunes and leave a review because new shows thrive on subscribers downloads and and those reviews so we really appreciate everyone who goes and leaves a review and you know most of the reviews have been really positive they're five stars there's four stars somebody left a one star review and i kind of felt sorry that he hated it that much but uh you know that's okay too because as you said earlier you know not everyone's going to resonate with what we're saying but if you if you liked it i'd really appreciate the positive reviews so tune in next time when we come back with another episode of cool things entrepreneurs do and in the meantime go out there and have a great day